0: Uh, this evening, I want you to turn to two two different places in your Bible. Uh, First, turn to uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. And I'll be reading uh, verses 1 through 11, the first part of verse 11. And then we'll be flipping over to 1 Corinthians, chapter number 1. And that's where the the majority of the message is going to be tonight. Uh, If you will, when you find your place, Ephesians, chapter number 2. And beginning in verse number 1, and we'll read the Word of God and see what the Lord has for us tonight. Now, y'all going to have to encourage me, or I'm going to have to do like David. I'm going to just have to encourage myself in the Lord. Uh, I know it's Wednesday. I know some of you have worked hard, and it's, it's tiring, and I'll preach, I just want to go to bed. Well, just for these few moments, us realize what we have in Jesus. And let's just shout about the victory that we have. And uh, just let everything else uh, just go to the wayside for these few moments. And let's worship him together here tonight. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, in verse number 1, the Bible says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We're dead. We were in a pitiful shape. We were worse off than that crowd in Texas. "...dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past." Hey, we're all in the same boat. Nobody's better than anybody else. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God. <laughs> Isn't that good? Let me say that again. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, Ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come He might shew the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Listen to this. Very familiar portion of Scripture. Boy, you ought to have this engraved upon your heart. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the what? It is the what? It is the what? Gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The gift of God. Tonight, just for these few moments, I want to preach on this thought. What a gift. (laughs) Son, what a gift. What a gift we have in salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Turning your Bible back over to the book of First Corinthians. And we'll read a few verses there. And I'll give you what the Lord gave me. And we'll go to the house. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of salvation. Lord, I feel that so many times we, uh, we take it for granted. God, uh, we get over it. Uh, Lord, we get so wrapped up in this old life and things that uh, take place uh, each and every day. God, we just forget how good it is to be saved. We forget that we were on our way to hell. God, without hope and without you. And Lord, uh, in an awful predicament, but the grace of God found us. That gift of God was presented to us. And Lord, you saved us by your marvelous grace. Help us never to forget where we were, what you've done, and the gift that was given, the awful price paid there at Calvary. Help us right now to worship you. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. What a gift. What a gift. It's the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. And I got to thinking about that gift that God has made available to every individual upon the face of this earth, the gift of salvation. There's no greater gift that you can receive in this life than to receive the gift of salvation. It's better than a a house. It's better than an automobile. It's better than a motorcycle. It's better than a diamond ring. It's better than clothing and food and lands and possessions. It's the greatest thing that you can ever receive. And it's a gift that keeps on a giving. <laughs> I tell you what, ever since I've got saved, it's been gooder and gooder. Every day it just gets better and better. Salvation is a wonderful thing. And I'm afraid we lose sight of how good that gift is. Really is. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, we receive gifts on our birthday or we receive gifts uh, at Christmas or different times of the year. And boy, they, we, we're just so excited about that gift. And it's just such a wonderful gift. And we just enjoy it so much. But uh, after a while it grows old and sometimes it winds up in the closet or out in the garage or down at the Goodwill or whatever and that gift gets old but I'm so thankful that salvation never gets old. It's the gift it gives each and every day because He loaded us, with, load us up with benefits every day. That gift of salvation, it is a wonderful gift that keeps on giving. What a gift we receive when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Say, preacher, I think you're excited about that. I am excited about Jesus. I'm excited about salvation. I'm excited about the fact that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That He is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. That He's still saving sinners in 2017. I am excited about that. I'm excited that we have the opportunity to tell a lost and dying world that Jesus saves. That they don't have to go to hell. They don't have to live in the way that they live lost and undone and and wicked and vile. They don't have to live like that because Jesus will save them. Jesus will make a new creature out of them Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a gift we've received at salvation. And I'm so thankful that we can tell somebody about the Lord. There's no greater joy in this life than to tell somebody about Jesus. There's no greater Uh, honor and privilege, I believe, in this lifetime than for God to call an individual to preach the gospel. Oh, there's no greater joy, Brother Clark, to stand and proclaim the Word of God, to tell folk about the love of God, to tell folk of what Jesus has done for them, of what Jesus wants to do for them. There's no greater joy than to stand with the touch and power of God and proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, that gift of salvation is available to every individual. Oh, there's no greater joy. And Paul's life, as he was writing uh, to the Ephesians and to uh, the uh, Corinthian church here, uh, boy, he loved what he was doing. And he loved preaching the gospel. But you know, in our day, folk don't want preaching. Folk want to be uh, have their ears tickled. They, they don't want the truth. They just want to feel good about themselves. And uh, uh, we just need some preaching. America needs some old-fashioned Hell hot and heaven sweet preaching and folk need to be saved. Say, preacher, I just don't know if I like that kind of preaching. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm glad somebody had enough intestinal fortitude, Brother Justin. To tell me that I was a lost sinner on my way to hell, and if I didn't get saved, that's where I would spend all eternity. There wasn't no second chances. I've got family members that believe, oh, I'll get a second chance when I die. There are no second chances. You need to make that decision now. And I'm so glad the preacher told me one time, ye must be born again. There's only one way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's through that free gift. That He made available at Calvary. Aren't you glad He was willing to die for our sins, take upon our, uh, upon Himself our punishment, our penalty, our condemnation, so that we might go free, brother? Son, I'm so thankful for that. And I love telling people about being saved. I love telling folk that they don't have to go to hell. And Paul did too. Look what he says there in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 18. Uh, Verse number 17 and 18. He said, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to what? Preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Hey, to be able to receive that gift of salvation, someone has to tell someone else about Jesus. Somebody has to open their mouth and share the good news, share the gospel that Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Hey, it's one beggar telling another beggar where they found bread. Have you told somebody today where they can find bread? I'm not talking about Marita bread or Bunny bread or Wonder bread. Oh, yeah, I am telling about Wonder bread, praise <laughs> the Lord. That Wonder bread will do something wonderful for you. You get that bread, that bread of Christ. Mm. Let me get back to this. Preach the gospel. He said, uh, I didn't come to baptize. I didn't come to do this or that. I, God sent me to preach. In the power of the Holy Ghost to preach, and it's going to be foolishness. This whole world don't want preaching. They right. think, boy, I tell you what, they making, they making a show over at Calvary Baptist Church and hollering and screaming and running and shouting and spitting and all. Oh, they just making a show. Oh, that's foolishness. But I'm so thankful that that pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Amen. To save those that were lost. Praise yeah. the Lord. The, he said it is the power of God. And then drop down to verse number 23. It says, But we preach Christ crucified unto, unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the, G, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men... It didn't say not any, it said not many. Not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty, and base things of the world... uh, Base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, uh, pretty much in a nutshell, God will save anybody. (laughs) That bring it down on the bottom shelf where everybody can get a hold of that. It don't matter who you are, don't matter what you are, it don't matter how bad a situation you are, it don't matter how rich you are, how strong you are, how mighty you are, Jesus will save you if you yeah, turn your heart yeah. to Him. Praise yeah. the Lord. Yeah. He will. Anybody. It doesn't matter. And God wants us to realize it's not us. For by grace are you saved. Through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What a gift. Verse 29, that no flesh should glory in His presence. Hey, we don't deserve a thing. None of us are worthy of heaven. None of us are worthy of salvation in ourselves. It's all God's mercy and all God's grace. It's all the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a gift. It's that gift that keeps on giving. Well, what a gift. What do we get when we get saved? Oh, we get a whole lot of stuff. I mean, you know, I know Miss Wendy, when we have missionaries come and preachers come and they bring their wives, she'll go out and she'll buy uh, these baskets or sometimes she gets these these, uh, uh, tubs, these plastic tubs with the lids on them, and she'll fill those things up with all kind of goodies and all kind of things, and you know, like a surprise bag or a surprise basket. And she'll carry it over there and put it in the motel room. So when they get there, uh, they'll they'll have all those uh, things in that basket. Well, you know, when we get saved, we get a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amen. When we get saved, we get a whole lot of blessings. Amen. Well, verse number 30. You say, Preacher, where in the world are you going? we at it right now. we in verse number 30 is where we're going to be for the rest of the message tonight. Uh, what a gift. What do you get when you get saved? What happens when Jesus comes into your heart? What happens uh, in salvation of our soul? Well, what happens is that we get some things that are invaluable. Verse number 30, uh, I'm going to read it, and then we're going to look at four things that we receive at salvation uh, that are a part of that wonderful gift. What a gift. But of Him are ye... First time we in. First first thing, we got in. I'm so thankful that I'm in the family of God. How about you? Are you thankful that you're in? Oh, preacher, I just don't know if I'm thankful if, I, if I'm if i in the family of God or not. I, I just worked hard today, and i just tired, and I just don't. I had a fight with my wife and my husband. I just I just don't feel good tonight. Well, i am telling you one thing. You could be feeling worse. You could be in hell right now. You could be uh, out there living on the streets with nothing, about half sick and dead and beat up and robbed and oh kind of you could be in a pitiful shape but you're here in the house of God and we're here in a place where we can worship him yeah, His, we're in the family of God I'm so oh, thankful yeah. he said uh, ye are in Christ that wasn't even one of the points I just got that uh, right then uh, in him, Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us here it is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification And redemption. Four things. Now that's not all we get at salvation. But here in this one verse, I want us to look at these four things that we receive from the Lord Jesus Christ uh, at salvation. Invaluable. The first thing we receive is some sense. Wisdom. I don't know about you, but... You know, have you ever made this comment, or maybe somebody's made the comment about you, they ain't got no sense at all. Before I, before I got saved, I didn't have any sense at all. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. You know, I, my name is Brother Dermot Crabtree, and I'm stupid. In myself, I didn't, have a sense, I didn't have a lick of sense. We did some things that were absolutely stupid. But I'm so thankful when I got saved, God gave me a little wisdom. Gave me some, some sense, if you, if you will. And you know, the, uh, the greatest wisdom or the greatest sense that God uh, gives is that spiritual wisdom. You know, schools of higher learning, they're wonderful. You know, when, when folk, young people go off to college, that's wonderful. And, and I believe you ought to get all the education you can. But uh, that education will not do anything for you in view of eternity. The greatest wisdom anybody will ever have is that wisdom to know God. And the only way you're going to get wisdom to know God is if you know the Lord Jesus Christ. See, he's key to that wisdom. Over there in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 3, the Bible says, Who being the brightness of His glory and the expressed image of His person and upholding all the things, excuse me, by the word of His power when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, the brightness of His glory and the expressed image of His person. To have real wisdom is to know God and to know God is to know Christ you got to be saved. You can't have true spiritual wisdom without knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He, Christ is the key to spiritual wisdom. And when we get saved, we get that spiritual wisdom. Oh, preacher, uh, I just can't understand the Bible. Why can't you understand the Bible? It's a spiritually discerned book. If you're not saved, you will not understand the Bible. I mean, before I got saved, I could read that. I could read that. Well, I didn't read it, but I could have read it, and I would have understood absolutely nothing, because it's spiritually discerned. You have to have some spiritual wisdom about. It. Well, I still struggle with that. Well, uh, when was the last time you asked God to help you with that? Hey, when I got saved, uh, we were in a, a little storefront church. It wasn't a Baptist church at that time. It was a little, was a little uh, Christian church, and they changed it to a, to a Baptist church, uh, and it got right uh, doctrinally, but uh, they still preached salvation. I got saved, amen, uh, and I lost track of what I was talking about. Son, I hate that. It must not have been too good. Uh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Bring it back, Lord. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Uh, Spirit, oh, understanding the Bible. And one of them preachers in there said, well, uh, just get you a, a, a New American Standard Bible. Get you a New American Standard Bible, and you could understand that. So, I mean, I just, saved, just got saved. I didn't know no better. I went and got me a New American Standard Bible. Well, the preacher, he's preaching out of King James. I couldn't understand nothing then. I was all confused. So it finally got so bad, I, I, I just threw that thing down. I got me a King James Bible, and I said, Lord, you're going to have to show me. And he did. Amen. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. You say, preacher, what does that upbraideth not mean? That means he don't make fun of you for being stupid. I'm so thankful that God didn't make fun of me because I was stupid. spiritually ignorant when I first got saved. But He'll give us wisdom. And you know how we get that wisdom? He's given us a whole book of wisdom. You know, I was talking about the schools of higher learning. You know, you can go and they can, they can study math and they can study English and they can study science and, and all those uh, courses and, and get all that knowledge. But the greatest course that they'll ever study is if they'll study history. His story. They get that Word of God. And you got, but you've got to be saved. If you're going to understand, if you're going to get that wisdom that God wants us to have, that spiritual wisdom, the first step is... Jesus. He's the key. He's the key. That's the first thing we get at salvation. That part of the gift. As we open that gift of salvation up and we reach Him. Look at there. There's some wisdom. Woo! Boy, there's some wisdom. There's some sense. I have finally got some sense. Amen. Amen. Sense. Get wisdom. Not only do we get wisdom at salvation but we get some sanctity. At salvation you say sanctity at salvation preacher what are you talking about there well over in the book of Isaiah chapter number uh, 61 in verse number 10 the Bible says I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God for he listen to this for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation you know he, he he took away those filthy rags, those those garments of sin, and he replaced them with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Hey, we get his righteousness, or we get some sanctity. And you know, there's, there's only uh, one righteousness that God accepts. It's not our, our goodness and our righteousness. A whole lot of, I, I remember there was a time in my life that's what I was trusting in, uh, in religion and, and works and doing good and my own righteousness. But the Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Now I'm not going to get into that. Uh, I, I, I've done word studies on that, and it's a. I tell you what, that's a bad thing. What he's talking about right there. Uh, you know, it's not just a dirty rag laying on the floor. This is something that that was useless, that was uh, unproductive, that was uh, of, of no uh, value whatsoever, filthy. It's made up of two Hebrew words. Ed Beget. You look it up in your uh, Strong's Concordance and you'll be shocked what our righteousness is. Hey, we're nothing. Oh, we're worse than nothing. We're something to be cast away as, as wicked and, and vile. And, and There's nothing good in us. And, and see, God is holy. And God is pure. And God is righteous. And nothing that's unpure or unholy or unrighteous will ever make it into heaven. So we got to have some... Righteousness. And we got he gave us some righteousness there uh, when we got saved. The only way to be accepted by God and be accepted into to heaven one day is to be clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we received that as uh, salvation. What a gift. We got some sense. We got some sanctity, some wisdom and righteousness, but we also got some separation. It says, and Sanctification. Oh, preacher, that's that word I hate. That's separation stuff. I, I, I just hate it when them preachers talk about being separated all the time. Yeah. But separation is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Hey, he separated us from the penalty of sin. There is therefore now <laughs> no condemnation to them that are in Christ Amen. Jesus. Hey, uh, the penalty's gone. The penalty has been paid, and we've been set free. We're separated from the penalty of sin. Hey, we've been separated from the prison of sin. Over there in Psalm chapter 40, where it talks about uh, uh, he went down into that horrible pit where we were at. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me. Heard my cry. That word inclined means he come down where we at. I hear you, son. I know you're in a mess. I know there ain't no way out, but I'm going to help you. Uh, Reach down in that old horrible pit and lifted us out at separation. From that shackle and bondage of sin. I'm telling you what, when you set free, when the sun makes you free, you're free indeed. I was going home the other day down here on Federal Street, went down through there, and there was a garage standing uh, right beside the road. An old thing about to fall down, and there was a pit bull in that garage, had a big log chain on his neck, about that big around. I don't understand why in the world they put Chains like that on dog. He's in there just cold and, and filthy and nasty, and he looked like he was miserable. I felt so sorry for him. Hey, that was me and that was you before he got saved. Chained up in a horrible place with no way out. But Jesus came to where he's at. He said, Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you free. Hey, hey, I'm going to make you free. Separation from the penalty, separation from the prison. And we're also separated from the world. Before I got saved, and if you're honest with yourself, before you got saved, uh, you couldn't get away from the world. You couldn't do it. Well, I'm going to try to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to try to do better. And we maybe do better for a day or two or a week or a month. And then first thing you know, we just like the hole back down in the water and in the, in the mud hole. We, we just can't do it. We just can't pull away from the world. We just can't have victory over the world in our, in our flesh and in ourselves. But when we get saved. <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> hey, he helps us. I still struggle. I do too. I struggle with the world. I struggle with my flesh just like you struggle with your flesh. But he can give us the victory before we could have no victory. But now, thank God, we can have separation from this old world. We can have victory over this world if we'll keep our eyes on Him, if we'll trust Him, if we'll just serve Him, if we'll just love Him, if we'll just uh, be right in the center. Hey, we have victory over the world. Separation is not a bad thing. It's separated from, but it's also separated, sanctification separated unto God. I'm so thankful that I'm a part of the family. I'm, I'm so thankful that uh, you that are saved are part of the family of God. And, you know, when we talk about separation, the first thing we think about is how we live, and what we do, where we go, and what we say. And that's a whole lot of what separation from the world is. But, you know, has any of y'all ever had your parents tell you years ago, remember who you are? And they might not do that no more. I know my mom and daddy used to, and I had to remember who I was. My dad beat the devil out of me. Remember who you are. They wanted us to remember who our family was, who our mama was, and who our daddy was. And we need to remember who our heavenly father is, and we need to act accordingly. We're separated from, but we're separated unto God, and we need to realize we're a part of the family of God. And we need to make Him proud of us. Hey, We're, we're sanctified. We're separated. We need to remember who we are. We're separated from the world under God, and we should act accordingly. So, we receive sense or wisdom. We receive sanctity or righteousness. We receive separation or sanctification. And then this last one, I really like it. What does that last one say? Redemption. Boy, I tell you what, that is a wonderful word right there. That word redemption is a wonderful word. You know what it carries the meaning of? In that day, they would have slave markets. They'd have the slave trade, and they would have people lined up on that stage or wherever they were selling them, and people would, all, would, would bid on those slaves, and they would buy them. But that, that word redemption carries the meaning to be bought back We've all heard that. That's wonderful. I'm bought back from the chains of sin. I've been bought back from the, uh, the shackles. I've been bought back uh, from, from uh, my lost... I've been redeemed. The ransom has been paid. But it carries a little bit deeper meaning. Amen. To be bought back, never. Let me repeat that word. Never. I want to just repeat that word again. I like it so good. To be bought back, never to be sold again. (laughs) You know this crowd that believes that you can lose your salvation? I don't know what in the world kind of life that would be. That would be, to me, be the most miserable life that you could possibly have. Well, you get up every day and say, Brother, what am I going to do today to lose my salvation? And then if I do that, what am I going to do to get it back? Oh, that would be a miserable... You know, it's to be bought back never to be sold again. And I'm so thankful that our salvation is a never-to-be-sold-again salvation. We're eternally secure, sealed unto the very day of redemption. Hey, the Bible says over there in John chapter 10 and verse number 28 that my Father is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Do you know that we can't, Brother Russell, can't even jump out of the Father's hand. Hey, if we jump out, He's going to grab us back, praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that we're secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us redemption. But you know, I'm afraid so many times we live our life like we don't believe that. Well, I tell you what, preacher, I just don't know if I'm, if I'm saved or not. If you really got saved, you know it. I, well, I, I doubt my salvation from time to time. Why do you doubt it? unless you didn't get it. Right. Right. Hey, I know I know what happened when I got saved. I was there, praise the Lord. <laughs> I was a whole off center on my way to hell. <laughs> and I knew I needed to get saved, brother. And I got I invited Jesus into my heart and when the Holy Ghost took up residence in my heart, hey, I knew it. Now I've grieved him and I failed God and I felt like I was lost before because of what I was doing in my life as a child of God. And the Lord chasing me. But I've never been lost. <laughs> oh, sealed, secured. And one day, we're going to be delivered, praise the Lord. Amen. Let me just give you this illustration. Hey, uh, you have a mother and father? How many of y'all got mother and father? Ain't nobody... Was y'all hatched or what, amen? Everybody got a mother and father, all right? Hey... Can you do enough? Can you uh, hurt them enough to where you'll cease being their child? No. You can break fellowship with them and and you may never see them again in your lifetime, but you'll always be their child because you was was born into their family, praise the Lord. Amen. And I'm so thankful that we have redemption in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no insurance policy any better than that Amen. all state don't even have anything on, on the Amen. Lord Jesus Christ in the good, ha- the good hands people and they ain't no better than God Amen. we can't, we're sealed praise the Lord How, how's your gift how's the gift that you have are you still enjoying your gift are you still rejoicing over your again? Are you still excited about being saved? Are you, you still excited about what God's in, got in store for you? Are you still excited about uh, every day you get up and God's got blessings uh, upon blessings upon blessings and how God moves in your life and how God meets your needs and how God uses you? Hey, are you still excited about being saved? Hey, we talk about revival until we get excited about being saved, until we get excited about the Lord Jesus Christ and fall in love with Him all over again. We'll never see revival take place in in America. We'll never see a a revival take place in the hearts of God's people until we fall in love with Him all over again for His goodness to all sinners. I want to end with verse number 31. And Brother Mark, Stroud was, was uh, touching on it last week. And uh, and we, we've, uh, I, I preached the other week in uh, the Elder Center about it. And, and I love, I love this. And I'm going to give it to you. Verse number 31 That according as it is written, and that's in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And that's wonderful right there in itself. In the English, that's wonderful. I mean, we ought to give God glory. We ought to give God praise for His goodness to us. But if you'll pull out your strong concordance. How many of you got a Strong's? concordance? Raise your hand. How many of you got a Strong's concordance? If you don't have one, you ought to go to the bookstore and buy one. And see, If boy, you get a blessing by just looking those words up and see what God has. That word glorieth and that word glory are the same Two Greek words. (laughs) Same word. And I wrote it down because it's so good, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess it up. It's the word halal. It's the Greek word halal, glory. And listen to what it says. Listen to the definition. It is to shine. Yeah. you remember when Moses went up and met with God yeah. he come back down he's a shining yeah, he's a shining so much he had to put a veil upon his face to shine hence to make a show you ever heard that old saying they just showing sell. Yeah. Yeah. to make a show to boast and thus to be listen to this clamorously foolish to rave, to celebrate. So, preacher, I, I just don't understand why you're so crazy. I don't understand why you just move around and shout and, 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 and just carry on the way you do. I'm just glorying in the Lord. Hey, I don't care what nobody... Brother, I don't care what you think. I'm just having a good time. Because I am so glad that God loved an old sinner like me. I'm just going to make a show for Jesus. I want to just shine for Him. I want to be clamorously foolish if that's what it takes for somebody else to realize, brother, that they need Jesus in their life and there's no way to go to heaven. There's no salvation apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And He has got a gift what a gift, brother. Oh, there's no greater gift that we can receive. Amen. That gift of salvation. Amen. Hey, we get some sense. <laughs> we get some sanctity. Hey, we get some sanctification. And we get some redemption. Amen. Security in the Lord Jesus. When's the last time you made a show for the Lord? I'll preach, I just don't do that. You tell that lie. You go down there and you watch a grand young and a hit a ball uh, halfway across the field, and you jump and shout and spit and carry on, yeah. But when we come to the house of God, we just... well, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm going to hell. Really, <laughs> really. When's the last time you just had a pit, had a fit about being saved? Had one of them Pentecostal fits, you know? Just spit and holler and carry. I just don't go for that stuff. I'm them boys that run around that church other night. I just didn't go for that. I just didn't go for that. Hey, they just glorying in the Lord. Yeah. Amen. When's the last time you gloried in the Lord? For the gift of salvation. Amen. Oh, what a gift. Yes. Are you glad you got the gift? Amen. If you are, won't you tell the Lord you appreciate that gift? Amen. Miss Natalie or whoever, if you, if you will, come to the piano as we're standing at our feet. Uh, all over the building tonight. What a gift! That gift of salvation. When's the last time you thanked God for being saved? When's the last time that you just got past all the struggles, got past everything that's taking place in your life, and just took a moment and said, "Lord, I'm thank you. I, I, I just want to thank you that I don't have to go to hell. I just want to thank you that I have the privilege to tell somebody." That you love them, that you died for them, and that you'll save them. When was the last time you told somebody about Jesus? When was the last time we, as Independent Baptist Church, gloried in the Lord? Give Him glory. As these are praying, this old-fashioned altar is open. Won't you just come and thank Him for that wonderful, wonderful gift of salvation? Aren't you glad you're secure in Him? Aren't you glad you've been separated from the world unto God? Aren't you glad that you've been clothed in the robe of righteousness? And aren't you glad He's given you wisdom? As these pray, you come. And so the world needs to see God's people excited about our Savior. They'll never want what we have if they don't see us excited about being saved. Something happened. (laughs) Son, I'm glad something happened. He touched me. Amen. Aren't you glad He touched you? Amen. 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 All right. Appreciate you coming tonight. Appreciate you listening. And uh, I hope you're excited about being saved. I hope you're excited about the greatest gift that you ever received. I hope you're telling folk about it. You know, what what we love and what we're excited about, we'll tell folk about. We will. And uh, this old world needs Jesus. America needs Jesus. If we're ever going to see anything happen uh, in America to make America great again, it's going to have to be Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Well, let's go ahead and close in prayer. Brother Justin Woolish, how about you come up here and you close in prayer and uh, ask God to just have his hand upon us and stir us like never before. Father, I thank you for allowing us to be here. God, I thank you, Lord, that you saved me. God, I thank you for the, the fact that you changed me. God, I thank you for a body of believers here, God, that know what it's like to be born again. God, I thank you for saving folks Sunday morning. God, I pray that you'd help them to get rooted and grounded. Help us as a church to get them discipled. Father, I do pray that you'd touch our preacher as he's away. Bless him. God, I pray you bless our church. Bless the upcoming weekend. God, I pray that you'd stir yet again. In the hearts of sinners, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.